Welcome to the podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, Bio Soul Integration. There, my goal is to help you integrate body and soul, to help you feel completely, express fully, and live authentically. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Eaker. Let's get into it. Hi there. Today, I want to talk about spiritual integration, which to me and in my experience in the work that I do here, uh, spiritual integration refers to the way in which, though it may seem so at times, that life is not messing with us. Our bodies and our lives are not messing with us. Everything that we encounter in life is sort of nudging us towards our evolution, towards our growth and evolution and uh, causing, uh, prompting us to sort of pay closer attention. There's something in our attention that sort of catalyzes, uh, catalyzes the energy that's bound up in the way that we've separated ourselves, the way that we've pushed parts of ourselves away. It catalyzes that, and that sort of transforms that bound up energy into wisdom, into insight. Turns that that the problem, thus the problem, turns into the solution, and we feel aware. We become aware of our unique gifts and feel compelled to give them and share them on the planet. So that would be what I would take from the term spiritual integration. And there are a few different parts to that process, and I'll be talking about those parts today in this video. But before we get there, I'm Dr. Jay Eaker from the BioSoul Integration Center in Louisville, Colorado, and I help people who feel called to people who feel the way that life is nudging them towards their evolution. Some people are not aware of that. Some people are. And for the people who are aware of that calling of life sort of nudging them towards their growth and evolution and who have, uh, you know, accepted that and are willing to sort of go along with that nudging, uh, I help those people to embody their soul's gifts and their soul's essence so that they can share those gifts on the planet. And, um, yeah, that's what I do here at the BioSoul Integration Center. I've been doing this for about 20 years. I do uh, hands-on work with folks here at my office, but I also do online work. The thing that I've just said can be done online with folks as well. So please, if you see this video on YouTube, please like it. Please share it with those who you think it would help and please subscribe to my YouTube channel and then do the social thing wherever you find it. You might find it on Facebook, you might find it on Pinterest, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, etc. I also, uh, this video will get turned into an audio podcast which will end up on the Bio Soul Integration Podcast which can be found wherever you listen to your audio podcast. So look for this episode there. I also, I've written a book called If It Didn't Hurt, How to Resolve Your Pain and Discover Your Life Purpose, and it's kind of the ultimate guide to embodying your soul's gifts and your soul's uh, essence so that you can share those gifts on the planet. And that can be found at biosoulintegration.com. There's an opportunity there to get the first chapter for free so that you can check it out. And you can also buy it there if you want. If you buy it there, uh, it's $3 less or so roughly $3 less than it is on Amazon. You can find it on Amazon too, but you get a deal if you buy it off my website. It's cheaper. Um, and that can be found at biosoulintegration.com. Okay, so let's get into it here. 
Spiritual integration. Again, that means to me the sort of, and this is why I call my work bio-soul integration, by the way, but I think that we came here, I believe, my experience tells me that the reason that we came here is to, and the reason why we sort of forget when we come here is that we are trying to learn to embody our soul's gifts and our soul's essence. We're trying to integrate our, our, our soul's gifts and our soul's, our spiritual essence through these physical bodies such that we can share those gifts, express those gifts through these physical bodies onto this physical plane, share them with others so that others can do the same. Um, you know, and there's this strange way in which, for whatever reason, we have learned those lessons before and have had the awarenesses of our spiritual essence, but we forget when we come here. So we're kind of like, the challenge is, it's kind of like we're like stumbling around in a dark room and the only way that we can sort of find where the furniture is and where the walls are and where things are is to sort of like bump into them over and over again. But if we bump into them over and over again, eventually we start to form a picture. We start to have a sense. We start to get an impression of the truth of things as far as who we are and why we're here. The, so I want to talk about how, if we're talking about integration, first I want to talk about how it is that we get disintegrated. So we come into this world in the womb, two to four months after conception, what I like to call our primal brain starts to develop. It's the primitive, you know, the cells, the one cell divides into two and two cells divide into four and so on and so forth until there are trillions of those cells. But early on in that process, cells start to form into what's called a notochord, which is the primitive brain, primitive spinal cord. And the nervous system starts to come online. <clears throat> and that nervous system is really just feeling into our environment. It's feeling into the energetic, the sort of basic back office of the people around us, our family, our mom, our dad, our bigger, more extended family, and the culture, the human culture around us. And what that, it's sort of relating directly to those folks through the energetic how they've tuned themselves energetically. And because we rely on them for our survival, we recognize, we don't, you know, there's no thinking involved. This just happens automatically through a uh, direct perception, right? There's no thinking happening, but we, we sense that we rely on these people for our survival and that it would serve us to tune ourselves the way they have tuned themselves. And so, we notice, well, there are, and we do it without judgment. We notice that there are ways that they have fragmented themselves. They've judged parts of themselves and pushed those parts away. They've made judgments about anger. They've made judgments about fear. They've made judgments about love. All the things that humans have to navigate, especially feelings that humans have to navigate. These people have made judgments about those parts of themselves on the most basic energetic level. 
and created separation in themselves. And so we kind of like say, oh, well, that must be the way it's done here. And so we tune ourselves the way that they have tuned themselves. Certainly we pick up on some of their finer points, but we also pick up on ways that they have learned from their parents and they from their parents and they from their parents. So there's no really, uh, you know, blame that should go out to our parents or our grandparents because it was something that was passed on down to them. Uh, but there are certain people that I mentioned before, usually the people that I end up interacting with that feel the calling to sort of do the work of unraveling that, of bringing awareness to that. And if you're watching this video, you're probably one of those people. So we innocently tune ourselves the way that they've tuned. We fragment ourselves. We push certain parts of ourselves away. And in this way, we become disintegrated. There's all this separation in us. And that keeps us from sort of automatically experiencing and channeling our spiritual nature through these physical bodies. That's one of the separations that happens. One of the sep major separations that happens is the spiritual from the physical. And we live in a world, obviously, that's very, the mainstream world is very obsessed with the physical world that shows up in science, medicine. They think they can chop up the physical world into its little parts and, you know, learn the truth of things by um, chopping everything up into its little parts and see how those parts fit together. But there's something behind it all that is sort of gluing it all together and making it all work, which is consciousness. Uh, our spiritual nature, right? And so one of the big separations that happens when we are separated in ourselves like that is this separation between the physical and the spiritual. And that's how we get disintegrated. However, this kind of disintegration goes against the nature of nature. There's a way in which life, this is, so that was the first thing, the way that we get disintegrated. The second thing is what I'm about to say, which is life is constantly nudging us towards our evolution. The, this way that we've separated ourselves and shut ourselves off from parts of ourselves, from our spiritual nature, from God, if you will, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, that goes against the nature of nature. Life does not want us to be separated. Life needs us to live in our wholeness so that it can sort of accomplish. It needs us to live in our wholeness so that we can accomplish what we came here to accomplish because there's a certain unique, you know, thing that we were put here to accomplish. We are, each of us as individuals is very unique and very special. We're snowflakes, you know, uh, special snowflakes that have, uh, you know, a certain, certain things that, that we're needed for that the planet and everyone on it needs you to accomplish the thing that you came here to accomplish. It needs you to give your unique gifts. 
if everyone's given their unique gifts, uh, there's a certain... Anyway, that's what life is sort of like driving towards. It's driving towards everyone to sort of give its... Everyone to give their unique and uh, their unique gifts and share them on the planet with others. So through the, the people, the situations that we encounter in life, though those situations may be uncomfortable, they may be painful at times, even painful at times, life is using those situations to get us to come into relationship with the parts of ourselves that we've pushed away. Um, you know, you've heard, if we, you know, you run into someone <clears throat> and there's just something about this person that just annoys the heck out of you, right? Well, that's usually because there's some part of you that's very similar or sort of like resonates with them that we've pushed away. There's a part of myself that I've pushed away that when I come into contact with that person, it kind of like lights up in me, this part of myself that I've pushed away. And, and because that's unconscious, I think that I can, ugh, I don't want to come into contact. There's a thing in me that says, don't, you know, keep that part of yourself at bay. And if it's unconscious, we will project it onto the world outside of us. And so there's a way in which there's a, a mirror going on between all these parts of ourselves and the stuff that's going out on in the outside world. And so life is kind of using the outside world to like constantly stick it in our face. Look, 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 you know, to, to uh, reflect to us what's happening inside of us so that eventually as I start to feel like, oh, when I come into contact with this person, I start to feel angry, let's say. Um, if I feel that enough, and if I spend enough time actually giving myself permission to feel that, there's something that will dawn. There's an awareness that will dawn, and we'll start to become aware of like, oh, there are parts of me that are angry. There are parts of me that are happy. There are parts of me that are sad. There are parts of me that are angry, parts of me that are full of joy. We'll become aware of those we will become aware of those parts in ourself. And the next step of that process, we start to clarify those different parts of ourself. There are parts of me that are happy, there are parts of me sad. Oh, I didn't see that before. Hmm. We start to become aware of how those parts are conflicting because we are locked into a perspective. Sometimes we might relate to this part. Other times we might, in situations, we might relate to the other part. Um, and we have a certain perspective when we're seeing the world through this part and a certain perspective when we're seeing the world through this part, but we have to stay, we've relegated ourselves to living on the plane where those parts and those perspectives have to stay separate. By the way, there's a way that we hold our body for this part. There's a way that we hold our body for this part. There's a direct relationship to how we're holding our body that go along with those parts. When we start to see those parts, we become aware of how their the perspectives are conflicting in some way. And then we start to feel stuck. And this feeling stuck, though, in the Western world, most people would say, this stuckness is unacceptable. I must obliterate this stuckness. I must take massive, I must take massive action. 
that's my uh, impression of a certain person in the transformational world. I must take massive action. Uh, and, um, but actually the solution is to give ourselves permission to feel just how friggin' stuck we feel. And when we start to do that, it starts to unpack. It's like a, I don't know, fusion, fission, you know, reaction or something. We start to, uh, we start to turn the energy that was bound up in tension in the conflict, in the polarity. We start to turn that into fuel. We're catalyzing that energy and it, and then it becomes, it starts to drive us towards our evolution. So the, the stuckness is the solution. It's a portal towards our transformation. It's a portal toward, it opens up a door, it opens up a window towards more expansive parts of ourselves, towards our spiritual nature. It starts to let a little bit of that in, a little bit more of that, a little bit more of that in. <clears throat> so that's the way that through the people, the situations that we encounter, life is always nudging us towards our evolution. There is a way, and here's the third thing, there's a way that we can speed that up. As I kind of talked about it a little bit, maybe alluded to it a little bit, there's a way that we can speed up and smooth out that process. I want to point out that this process of, you know, disintegrating ourselves, it's innocent. It happened innocently. We weren't thinking about it, it just happened innocently in the womb before we could think. And, and by the way, which kind of points towards what I'm about to talk about, you cannot think it happened during a time when we weren't thinking. There was no thinking involved. It's pre-verbal, pre-rational, can't make sense of it. You have to, it was when we were relating directly to the energetic back office of the people around us through feeling in our body. And so you can't think your way through this stuff. You have to feel your way through it which leads me right into my next, the next, the third part, how to smooth it out and speed up the process. But I was, I think I was in the process of saying that uh, both the disintegration that happened and the way that, you know, life is kind of nudging us towards our evolution. Um, both of those things are sort of innocent and happening anyway. Life is nudging us because sort of paradoxically, the energy that's bound up in the disintegration is energy that we need. Become, it creates fuel that we need, that life needs to, in order to sort of like, you know, when catalyzed becomes the rocket fuel that sort of nudges us towards our evolution eventually. Um, and so it's happening anyway. Life is nudging us towards our evolution anyway, no matter what kind of work you're doing or not doing, it's happening anyway. But the more conscious you become of that process and of that fact, <clears throat> the more you're able to sort of consciously, um, you know, cooperate with it. And what naturally happens is that life is sort of like trying to 
coaxes awareness. It makes things hurt often. Pain makes us stop. It makes us pay attention. When we pay attention, we look and see more. We look more closely at what's happening. Like, oh, this sucks. It makes us look more closely at what is happening, and we clarifies the different parts. Often, something hurts or something doesn't work because of what we're not aware of, what we can't see. Just we're not looking closely enough. So. Life is sort of like coaxing us to become aware, and there's something in our awareness. There's an enzyme. It ca- awareness catalyzes our attention, catalyzes the energy that's bound up in tension as a result of the disintegration, which and turns it into fuel. So life is kind of like squeezing us in order to get our awareness. So you can. Uh, Short, you know, shortcut that in a way by making the conscious choice, and it's a privilege that we, and a, you know, that we you get to a place where we can make a conscious choice. Actually, because in some places in the world they're just uh, worried about trying to find food, or you know, there are whatever there are situations where we have to sort of worry about our more basic needs and. But for the majority of people in the you know in the world, it's moving closer and closer to sort of like all of our needs getting met, such that we have the uh, the opportunity and the space and the time to be able to, and the privilege to be able to do the work of spending time paying attention to you know refining our awareness, refining our awareness. So that's the third thing. The third thing is um, to bring your, do the work of bringing your attention to what's happening. And again, since these programs got installed during a time when we weren't thinking, when we were just feeling, feeling is very important. Thinking is not as important. Thinking, in fact, gets us in trouble. Feeling, thinking in general does not move the needle forward as far as our evolution. It keeps us spinning in the same spot. But feeling, and I'm talking about embodying uh, embodiment, giving ourselves permission to feel the sensations that arise in us as a result of the things that we're encountering in life. Life is feeding us these situations, different situations, different people, uh, different, you know, life is feeding us these things and it prompts us to feel things. Feeling anger, feeling fear, feeling ashamed, feeling grief, feeling joy, feeling love, feeling bliss, feeling depression, you know, feeling all these things. And a lot of these things we have, you know, Especially in the spiritual world, people uh, tend to want to um, <clears throat> uh, tend to embrace and want to amplify expansion, the expansive feelings, uh, and not so much the dark feelings. Well, in fact, in you know whoever you are, no one likes to feel often the dark stuff because often that is often that's uncomfortable. But um, 
this the trick is to give ourselves permission to feel the sensations associated with the things that life is presenting us with. Life presents us with a situation that makes us angry, you know, makes us sad, etc. Makes us feel stuck. As I mentioned before, that's a really important window towards spiritual integration, towards integrating our spiritual selves, that stuck place and all the emotions that go along with that. So you might find yourself in an argument with your loved one. You know, relationships are just crucibles for growth, right? Uh, they make us feel all sorts of stuff that we, you know, we've gotten married or whatever. And so we've kind of like put us to ourselves in this situation where we're like in this container, right? And we experience as a result, it's like you can't just run away. You have kids, you have responsibilities related to this, you know, reunion. And so you can't just, it's not so easy just to run away. Right. And so it's kind of like this and we've made a vow, right? So there's this container and that container sort of can be a crucible when, when the ish hits the fan, uh, when we get in an argument or whatever, we make us, makes us feel things very intensely. And again, the universe life kind of uses, you know, other people, relationships to show us ourselves, to show us the un, the repressed shadow parts of ourselves that we have tended not to want to feel and our, you know, significant others often usually very good at showing us, reflecting our shadow to us and making us feel that. And so, you know, if for an example, for example, and so, uh, as opposed to, we might usually, you know, get stuck in our heads and try to talk our way through this situation. And what happens? We end up arguing, you know, we end up, we feel part of our shadow. We're like, you, you have made me feel this. It's because of you that I am feeling this crappy. And so we might say nasty things to them or, um, you know, we might try to rationalize our way or reason our way out of an argument. Some of us are really good at that because we're smart, you know, especially smart people, <laughs> really good at that. But uh, that mental pathway is so ingrained in adult humans such that and they're, we have an aversion to feeling the emotional energy, the energy that's underneath those thoughts. We've decided to push parts of ourselves away. And so that energy starts to arise in us and then it squirts into our heads because that pathway is so ingrained. And, you know, we think things about, uh, thoughts about what we're afraid of or what could happen or what there is to worry about. Uh, we think thoughts about that person they're making, you know, if I could just said this, said that, uh, you know, as we're thinking angry thoughts or conflict thoughts or trying to draw boundaries, um, those thoughts squirt into our heads, which creates more of the sensation in our bodies, which we won't feel, which we have some aversion to feeling, which creates more of the thoughts in our heads. So it kind of makes that bigger it makes the sensations in us bigger until we'll actually stop and bring our attention to it. So it's kind of designed, it's kind of this, you know, it's designed so that we actually, the solution is to feel the sensations in our body, to embody this, the emotions, the sensations, the feelings that life, you know, as the, as we move through life, 
as things impinge on us, impact on us to feel that impact, the sense through the, how we feel the sensations of that. So when we're in a situation where it's like we would have an argument or we're feeling strong emotions or life has caused us to feel certain things really strongly, as opposed to sort of like trying to figure it out if we can stop and notice like, what is the thought? What is the energy that's driving these thoughts? Oh, I'm afraid. What is the sense? So then what is the sensation of fear in my body? Just stop. We're not going to figure it out. We're never going to figure it out through thought. What is the sensation of that fear in my body? Where is it exactly? What are the boundaries like? Clearly, are they clear? Is it clearly defined or fuzzy? Does it have shape or volume? Is it movement? Do I notice there's color or texture? We notice all the things about the sensation in your body. And believe it or not, if you bring enough kind attention, curious attention, loving actually attention to the sensations in your body um, when this happens, when fear happens, when anger happens, when hurt happens, when uh, shame happens, when um, betrayal happens, when, you know, when all these things arise, uh, when you're bringing your attention to those sensations, every nanosecond that you can just stay present with the sensation in your body, actually you're integrating a part of yourself that's been separate. Your heart is opening to receive a part of yourself that we've pushed away, that we sort of walled off and sequestered and decided we needed to keep separate. We're actually integrating those parts. And then after the fact, uh, thoughts, you know, like I said, are, sorry, the phone rang there. Uh, after the fact, as a result of coming into relationship with those parts of ourselves that we pushed away, we will have insights. It creates insights. There's wisdom that starts to come to the surface. First of all, those parts we've pushed away, they have their own wisdom. They are just parts of ourselves that we learned to um, push away. We learned to judge and they have their own wisdom. Sad parts have wisdom. Angry parts have wisdom. They help us create boundaries. It's the leading edge of the energy that gives us the oomph to reclaim our power. Um, all of those shadowy, shadow material, separate parts, they have their wisdom. And especially when they're integrated with the whole of us, integrated through our hearts, uh, that wisdom gets integrated. And there's insight that comes to the surface. We have awarenesses. We see things about ourselves and the world that we couldn't see before. Um, and we have, and we, our perspective enlarges to include those parts of ourselves and include more of life actually. And so we see things about how life works and what life is really about and who we are in relationship to life and who we are in relationship to ourselves that we couldn't see before. Um, and such is the process of re- of spiritual, of integration, spiritual integration. Um, I just want to say, you know, like for instance, if we've pushed away, if you, um, well, this is stored in our bodies. It's, uh, Tension, the way we hold ourselves is related to the, how we're moving energy in our body, which is related to how, what 
we'll give ourselves permission to feel or not feel the limit we put on the range and depth of emotion, uh, which is related to the stories that we tell ourselves, the belief systems we have about the world, what the world is and who we are in relationship with it. And when we have this sort of separated, disintegrated, when we're disintegrated in ourselves, we have this sort of limited, limited uh, experience, limited direct experience of ourselves and of life. And as those sort of uh, separations start to disappear and we hold ourselves differently, and we have a greater range and depth of emotional experience and that expands the uh, stories that we tell ourselves and the belief systems we have. We start to have a different perspective on all levels and once that sort of, you know, that perspective expands enough, starts to expand and include more of our spiritual selves, more of ourselves, which, you know, get integrated through, especially through our nervous systems that spiritual information comes through our nervous systems and our spinal cords and is expressed through our bodies. And, um, you know, if we're connected enough to that. It's sort of, we become aware of our unique gifts in the process and then start to feel compelled to give them. We learn stuff about ourselves and the world through all this, through the hard stuff that happens. And when, when we've learned that we see, Oh, I'm good at this particular part of it and I can help others take others, you know, come alongside them and help them do this because I know something about this. So I think that's, I think I've said, said about as much as I can say about that spiritual integration. Okay. So I hope you found this interesting. I hope you like it. Please share it with those who might be need to hear it on all the platforms that I previously mentioned. Again, remember I've written this book, which you can get from my website, biosoulintegration.com, which talks in depth about all these concepts that I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the BioSoul Integration Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my BioSoul Integration YouTube channel. You can also find me on the web at BioSoulIntegration.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day.